Hi there, Ron Shera here for Star Bank. If you're putting your money into mega banks down the street, who knows where that money's being used? Bank locally. Keep your money local with a community bank that actually cares about you, your family, your business, and your goals. Check out the bank we use at Minnesota Bound. Try Minnesota's own Star Bank. You can find them online at starbank.net. When you call Star Bank, you actually hear a real living person answering the phone. StarBank has 10 convenient locations around Minnesota to serve you and all the mobile banking products that you need to manage your money. Check out all that StarBank has to offer at StarBank.net. Hi again, everybody. Welcome to this edition of a Minnesota Bound podcast. Ron Scherer here with you. And I have a special sidekick with me. A very special guest. <laughs> special. Exactly. <laughs> Bill Shirk, the man about the woods, and we are talking walleye fishing today. It is that time of the year. Very exciting time of the year because it's uh, opening day coming up here in Minnesota. And, um, you know, Bill, uh, I, I've seen a lot of Minnesota openers here. It's, it's And you have, too, I know. Um, what a wonderful tradition this is. And when you think about how many people are involved in it, how many people who aren't even fishing are involved in it, because, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, it's a wonderful tradition. When I get to go to S&W Bait and they've got a pot of sloppy Joes sitting in the bait shop, you know it's opener. <laughs> and that's magical, right? I know the smell, I know the sounds, and it's a little bit like Christmas. That's part of what you look forward to i know and sometimes i look out on the lake saturday <laughs> morning and there's hardly room for my boat and I, I i cuss a little bit but then you say you know what i really wouldn't have it any other way this is what opening day is all about all right so are you fishing on opening morning because you are trying to get a stringer of fish to bring in for a shore lunch, or are you fishing because of the tradition and it's just how you start? It's both of those things. Yeah. Um, we have a tradition, uh, share a family tradition, of having a fish fry Saturday night of opener. And um, so everybody, if they do catch walleyes, they, everybody throws them into the pot, and we've got a couple of guys that come that are the official fish cleaners they do a good job <laughs> and uh and i'm one of the chefs my brother rick is a, a chef and uh, so we have this walleye fish fry on saturday night um and so there's both of that and i lost my train of thought here but um uh, that's again part of the of the tradition what yeah it's it's a fun time of year you know for for the shirk family it's always been gull lake right Gull Lake has been my girl for a long time, but every time there's a girl, you want one more, right? So there's another girlfriend now, and her name is Malax. Okay. <laughs> and she gets in the way. But because the smallmouth fishing has been so good on Malax, it's hard to pass up that opportunity on opener. So we've started to slide over to Malax for at least a day. So you're not eating walleye then necessarily. But. Uh we're doing not on opener. Yeah. Normally I don't keep that many fish. Mm-hmm. 
Um, just cause, you know, we'll eat them a few times a year and those are our traditions, but day to day, no, I'm just happy catching and releasing. Yeah, That's what's me fun. too. I'd be happier some days when I'm not catching if I could catch. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, you know, coming up for the opener, um, I don't want to get melancholy here, but I'm at the age where I, I look now about how many openers I've been to. And I have a lot of memories from them from used to attend when I was at this newspaper at the governor's openers. And then it became a family thing with, with us. And, uh, and, uh, uh, now my daughters and grandson and nieces and nephews and cousins and, and, uh, and hangers on, as I like to say, <laughs> uh, uh, and you look, back at how many you've had and you look ahead at how many you possibly have left and it's, it's not a fun thought but the show goes on and and uh and so i'll be i'll be there i'm gonna treasure every opener i got coming up here but let's let's talk a little bit bill because you know you're a very accomplished angler and uh it's gonna i think the water is going to be cold no where no matter where you go on opening day because uh, if you're fortunate enough to have a lake that's ice free nevertheless the water's going to be cold and and you we're fishing walleyes now it's a walleye opener what's your train of thought on saturday morning well thank you for the kind words about being accomplished i like to think of myself at times as being a little bit stubborn <laughs> as an angler don't we all yes <laughs> right yeah um you know, I love a jig and a minnow on the opener. Right or wrong, always have, always will. Um, so I'll be pitching a bunch of those. I know a lot of people have the Lindy Rigs going with shiners on them, really slowing things down. Um, you know, if we're just close to ice out and you're either spawn or post-spawn, right, the females are going to be out of the mix so you're going to be looking at small males right mm -hmm. um so i like jigging a minnow um i also like a trolling bite on opener really? maybe that's part of the tradition it's no secret on gull lake that for that first oh, 30 days or so of the season if you go out with uh take a classic floating rapala about a half an hour before dark and and trolling that five to ten or twelve foot range, you're going to pick up a couple of fish mm. at dark. Yeah. Um, and there are certain areas of the lake where people do that. I'm not a midnight guy. I was just going to ask. I, I mean, you know, when my when my one brother Robert was alive, oh my God, it'd come midnight, midnight. He had to be out there, whether he'd had too many beers or not. And um, I, I think I did it once, and it froze my butt. Yep. And, uh, we caught a fish, and the hooks got in the net, and you couldn't see. And I go, oh, this is not for me, but a lot of people love it. My dad has always said, it's okay. They'll wait six more hours. <laughs> <laughs> and it makes the experience that much more fun, right? Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. it is. It's always cold. Obviously, it's dark as all get out. Right. You're still fumbling through gear, getting things settled for yep. the season. I've always been get up in the morning have a great opening morning, early breakfast, hot cup of coffee, and then... And hit it. Go. Yeah. 
Well, I'm in the same way. Um, uh, now, talking about some theories, I would agree with you that jig and minnow are ideal, and almost everybody, an opener, that's what they're using. But I'll say this, as we were talking with some friends earlier today about the water's going to be maybe not even 50 degrees. Mm -hmm. And when it's not 50 degrees, um, it's been my experience that there won't be much of a shine and run at all because they're not going to be running yet. And so, and if even if they were in that cold water, uh, some I think I found sometimes walleyes don't want a big meal like that. They want something smaller. So I think a fathead minnow is going to be a more popular bait and more effective bait. And the other thing, they're going to be shallow. You can't be using a half-house jig. Right. you got to use one. I I throw one-sixteenth often. And um, so the lighter the jig is, slows everything down. I think the fish aren't going to be that aggressive. They'll eat. but So those are my theories. And I'll just say I've had a lot of theories that haven't worked out, and this could be another one. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, the other thing I like about walleye opener is pike fishing. Okay. And obviously opener is walleyes, but there are other things you can do to create positive memories. For the shirk family, we always crappie fish on opening weekend. We've got our spots that are pretty dependable even early in the season. So uh -huh. we have a window of crappie fishing, and then we do a little pike fishing too. Interesting. Well, Gull has some nice-sized pike um, where, where I open... They have a lot of pike, but they're about 18 inches long, and they're, <laughs> you start to hate them because they're cutting your line and taking your bait, <laughs> taking your jigs and everything else. I've told this story before, um, but it's one of my favorites. On opener, when I was a little kid, we used to stop. There was a grocery store on Big Lake when we'd be making our way to Gull Lake. And my dad used to let me stop and they had the big wooden barrels of saltwater taffy, so he'd let me scoop whatever, a half a pound, and the barrel next to it had the salted peanuts in the shell, so he'd let me scoop a bag of those. And for years and years, I thought he was the best dad ever, right? Because uh -huh. I got boat snacks. Of course. And a few years back, he kind of fessed up and said, look, that was the only thing that I could get they would keep you calm for long enough <laughs> so I could drag a little Joe around for half an hour trying to catch a walleye. <laughs> uh, that's, fun. that's a funny story. Right? So yep. as a tradition, what do you think we have in the boat? Every opener. That's great. Taffy and peanuts, right? Traditions. Let's, Bill, we'll take a break here, and we'll continue and come back with more opening day savvy strategy and more opening day memories here. Bill Shirk with me, Ron Shera. We'll be back right after these words from Hewitt Docks. Hewitt Docks lifts and pontoon legs began in a small south-central Minnesota town with a mission to make dock install and removal easier by inventing the Rolla Dock. Well, now the company has evolved to provide everything you might need to improve your lake time. In addition to the classic Rolla Dock or the new Ultra Dock system, Hewitt offers all-terrain staircases, gangways, canopies, and lifts, along with any accessory you might need. Celebrate 50 years of business with us. Go to HewittRad.com to enter for a chance to win a free dock and monthly prizes. 
Hewitt Docks, lifts, and pontoon legs. Work hard, play harder. You deserve a Hewitt. Hey there, Bill Shirk, the man about the woods. You know, today is a day for adventure, and Cub has all the Nabisco snacks you need to make sure that adventure is delicious from start to finish. Life is just sweeter when you share Oreo cookies on the trail. Also, when you crunch Ritz crackers at the campsite or rock the boat with rich cheese crispers. Stop a cub on the way to your adventure. The great outdoors is calling. Be sure you bring the snacks. Hey, welcome back to this edition of Minnesota Bound Podcast, a very special podcast for a couple of reasons. We're talking about the Minnesota fishing opener, one of the great traditions anywhere in America. And a sidekick of mine, Bill Shirk, joining me. It's kind of fun, Bill, to have you on board, and I hope you can say the same thing. Um, Because we both agree, Minnesota opener is a special moment. It is, outside of the weather, normally, right? Think back to those openers where you've had the rain, the sleet, the sideways snow. Mm -hmm. I remember them. And you think, what am I doing? Uh Uh-huh. But that's part of the memory. That's exactly. part of the reason we do it. I'll never forget. I was fishing uh, near uh, Alexandria. I can't think of the name now, the lake. But I, in my newspaper days, I had a right that afternoon, Saturday afternoon. And it was that one of those days you were just describing. The, the sleet was coming down. If it wasn't sleet, it was some snow and the wind. And I come around the corner, and there was a guy standing on his dock, and he had an all-red outfit and I remember thinking, even Santa Claus is out here. <laughs> and I, and I, wrote, I wrote that Santa Claus joined us for the opener. But, you know, I have a, speaking of memories, we all have, we have a bunch of them. Um, I have one, oh, several, but uh, my dad's last opener was a very strong memory. Uh, he was fighting pancreatic cancer. And... Um, um, he knew this would be his last opener. We we went up to uh, a lake just south of Grand Rapids. Um, there's a couple names. I'm just terrible with names here. But um, and uh, he, he he sucked it up because he he told me he told me a couple of weeks before. He said, "I don't think I can make it. I'm just I'm not feeling that good." And I said, "You got to make it. You got to make it." And uh, anyway, he did make it. So myself and my brothers and he. And uh, they had a little contest. Sugar Lake is what I'm trying to think of. Yeah, the resort had a little contest. And, and he caught a really, my dad caught a really big northern for, for a typical Minnesota northern. And he won a trolling motor. And uh, that was his last fishing trip. And... Uh, but he knew it. Anyway, fond memory there. Was One he more, the, and then I. What's that? I was going to say, was he the guy who taught you to fish? Well, yes. Um, well, he was. And your brothers. Yeah, but my my uncles taught me fly fishing for trout. But my dad was my, of course, my first fishing partner. And back then, we pretty much fished from shore on the Mississippi River near Market and and uh, McGregor. Lansing, Iowa. That's where we grew up there. <clears throat> and oddly enough, he never learned to swim, so he was never comfortable running his own boat. 
Mm. And uh, uh, and so he, he didn't use it much. He was comfortable when I was running my boat, because my boat was like three times bigger than one he ever had. But anyway, uh, but he fished from shore. I um, We'd cast out for anything that would bite sheephead, carp, you know, using worms, sometimes minnows. And you plunk out a huge weight, and so it would sink in the current and sit there and wait till your rod tip twitch, 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 you know. My mother could sit there for three days. Um, but I'm, I'm casting one day. I, was a, I don't know, I'm probably 13, 14, doing a sidearm cast with a bait cast reel that was $1.98. And uh, so you really had to put a heavy weight on it to make it go. <laughs> and I, I flung it out there sidearm, but I let go too soon. And it went and hit my dad in the cheek, uh, about knocked him out. And the hook got in his cheek as well, and he he had a scar ever since then. He didn't, he, I don't remember him using too many swear words on me, but he wasn't happy, I'll just put it that way. <laughs> Can you blame him? No. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it was an old, I, I can't even remember the brand names, these old reels in 50-pound test braided line on yeah. there. Oh, God, those are the days. I have an unusual opener one year you put me to work um, yes i didn't remember down at lake benton yes and we had heard the walleye fishing there was pretty good in a small window around opener it's you know it's a prairie lake it's a pothole lake i think the deepest spot is like eight feet or something um there are pictures of it back during the dust bowl it was dry and they were farming the lake bed but Anyhow, we show up, and the tradition there is to fish at midnight from shore. So on that Friday afternoon, we pulled into town, and at 7 o'clock, people were already set up. They had bonfires going. They were cooking hot dogs. Coleman lanterns were on. And I just, I was a little bit baffled, right? It was so different from what I was used to seeing. And at 11 55 and 28 seconds in this darkness, you could just hear baits starting to hit the water. <laughs> the water. And you'd hear somebody say, nope, just crappie fishing, just crappie fishing. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> and they would throw um, a small red jig head with a white Mr. Twister tail. Uh-huh. And at midnight, we clicked on our camera light, and there were walleyes coming in all around us. Wow. And I think those fish averaged 24, maybe 25 inches. They grow fast down there. Just one after another. Isn't that something? And people were hooting and hollering, and the music was playing. And, yeah, I've never seen anything like it. That's what it's all about, opening day. Um, of course, you always have some... Some people, uh, you know, the opening day manners, like you and I were talking, the walleyes are in shallow. Some guy's fishing shallow, but he's not catching anything. He gets PO'd about it. He revs his boat up and he tears out of the shallows, goes by all of you, leaving a wake and everything else. You go, you, you know, I can use a stronger word than that, but um, 
He doesn't know he's making any shallow walleyes spooky when he does that. And it's just not, he's being, uh, you know, uh, not courteous. So you run into that. But that's, again, you say that's opening day. Opening day brings out uh, the good and the bad sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Which is why some people stay away. Yeah, I know. I can't do it. I can't do it either. No. I have another memory from Lake Mary, Alexandria. Um, We had met this guy and his wife. They were in the next cabin. So we met them Friday. And and so we're going to talk about where you're going to open down here in this bay and whatever. So we'll we'll probably open down there too. So we'll see you Saturday morning. So we come, we come uh, down there and we're fishing and, and suddenly we hear he's really excited and he has a, a good size walleye on and it's a six pounder and he nets it, puts it on a stringer. And uh, so then we we're constantly fishing. Now we're maybe a hundred yards away from him when uh, suddenly we hear this God awful uh, scream. Uh, he had been holding that fish up for everybody to see. It was on a stringer. Oh boy. And he held it up like that loosely in the, Fish go flap like that, and that stringer came right out of his hand. The fish hit the water and started swimming away with the stringer. He started stripping. This is where I, we saw his, his wife's. We're looking. He's stripping down to his shorts, and he jumps in, trying to get this fish. And I, I told my dad and my brothers, "Reel up. We're gonna. Otherwise, we're gonna watch a guy drown." So we we rushed down there. In time for him to come spitter sputtering up, and uh, he was frozen. But he got back in the boat. We helped him get back in his boat, and he said, "I just—it was right there." He said, "I just was reaching for the stringer, and the fish flicked his tail, and disappeared." That's what they do. <laughs> oh God! I, I mean, you go—he could have really been hurt. Now I think that's more seriously. Uh, the water is going to be cold, and uh, if you think. Uh, it's a June day, you're wrong. And if you think you can last long in that cold water, you're also very, very wrong. So life vest, life vest, uh, for sure. And, uh, and use some common sense. If you get into white caps and stuff like that, I tell you, I am always amazed in the supplies to opener. Cause there's so many boats so close at how many people do not wear life vests in the boat. Yeah. And for me, having two young sons, I wear mine a lot more now. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Especially with these inflatables. You know, I've got the little pouch. People accuse me of having my little uh, hip pack with my keys and spare change, but it's actually a life preserver that just hangs on your hip. You don't even know it's there. Mm-hmm. I've seen that. I don't know if you trust it. Have you ever tested it? <laughs> Not on purpose. <laughs> no. <laughs> Anyway, when they go, they sound like a shotgun blast. Yeah. Well, Billy, we have to take another break. We'll come back and uh, share some more opening day tips, stories, whatever. Uh, Bill Shirk with me, Ron Shira, and uh, we'll be back after this word from Minnesota Propane Association. The Shira family enjoys spending a lot of time outside. Hence, we care what goes into our environment. That's why we support propane, the energy for everyone. Did you know that propane produces fewer greenhouse gas emissions than electricity generated on the U.S. grid? Propane's emissions are 43% fewer. 
That's a lot. Propane is clean, dependable, and affordable. Plus, it's produced right here in the USA. Let's all do our part to reduce emissions from our homes, cabins, and businesses by choosing propane, the right energy right now. To learn more about propane, the energy for everyone, go to propane.com. You know, the Shirks love Connecticut water. It's no secret, have for many years. We live out in the country and we have that ironclad well water. Well, we treat all of our water with the Kinetico Whole Home Water Treatment System. And we also use Kinetico's K5 Drinking Water System. Build up that white buildup you get around faucets. Nope, we've got none of that. Our dishes are clean. Katie loves what Kinetico Water does for her hair and skin. And the boys drink water out of the K5 system all day long. The best part to me, the well water taste and foul smell, they are gone. So. Call Connecticut like we did and look forward to clean, safe water. All right. Welcome back for the closing episode here of Minnesota Bound Podcast. Very special one because it's a special event coming up in Minnesota, opening day. Everybody knows what that means. And uh, my very special guest, sidekick colleague, Bill Shirk, is with us. And uh, Bill, you know, one time uh, when I was writing the book, uh, Minnesota Fishing Guide, I tried to think of what what says more about fishing in Minnesota than anything else. I mean, how just how how big is it? And I came up with this, that in Minnesota, there are three major holidays, Christmas, New Year's, and opening day. And uh, I think that's pretty accurate. I do, too. I do too. It's my marker for spring, mm -hmm. right? As much as turkey hunting is there, really, my bookmark is walleye opener. Yep. Yeah, uh, me too. I just pulled my boat in, uh, picked it up from storage, and I go, that's, that's one of the most happy days of a man's life. <laughs> it's to pick up your boat and the saddest when you got to haul it back to storage, um, for sure. Um, any other opening day memories or tips you want to share? I mean, the jig minnow, I mean, what more is there to say? The walleyes are going to be shallow for the most part. Um, and, uh, I think most people know that. Mm -hmm. What about plastics? Mm. Do you ever use plastics on opener? You know, not strictly plastics now i'm gonna have to admit i've been thinking the last couple of years and tried the last couple of years to do snap jigging with uh with a uh, hair jig yep and i have to also admit i've had uh, absolutely no luck with it and um not sure if it was how i'm fishing it not sure if uh, the walleyes were not reacting to it for some other reason um but i'm gonna try it again i've <laughs> they're in my tackle box one of the things i've learned about that technique for walleyes is normally when people are doing it, they're too deep. Ah. That they're not shallow enough. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And I think Lindner, who is kind of the granddaddy of that technique right now, Al would say the same thing, that you slide shallow, shallow, shallow. It's actually shocking. And I use Gull Lake as the example because of the zebra mussels and everything and how that change and the weird weed growth. And there are so many walleyes shallow. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I've gotten into plastics. 
It's not that I've transitioned away from live bait, but it's interesting to compare, right? Mm -hmm. I said I'm stubborn. Yes. I might know a shiner is going to work. Okay, I got that figured out, so I want to try this for a while and see if this works. Yep. And I don't know. I just love plastics. I've kind of, I sadly, not sadly, but I think I have the same thoughts as you. Um, always trying to see what they'll hit when I know they'll hit something else. I try to see, will they hit this, you know? So I had, and my brother and I were fishing trout last week on Pactola Lake in the Black Hills. And man, he did a job on me where the year before <laughs> I did a job on him. And I was using a little bobber technique, slip bobber technique I used with a 184th ounce jig on it with four pound test or two pound test line. And uh, the trout just can't seem to resist it. These are rainbow trout. And uh, this year that didn't work with a dam. And he was throwing a little 164th ounce, maybe 132nd ounce, 132nd, I think, white jig. And they were smacking that white jig. I go, Give me a break. Yeah. I mean, anyway, that's that's, that's the joy of fishing. That's what drives you nuts about it. Right. Right. The other thing about you mentioned walleyes being shallow. You know, everybody knows well they got these eyes and they like they're they're a nocturnal fish for the most part. So they're not going to be shallow in the bright sunlight. Wrong. Wrong. If the food is there, yep. they'll be there. And they don't care if it's sunny or shiny or what. They'll be there. I think I've seen Malak's Lake has been so good as a teaching tool for that because you will drive the flats mm -hmm. and you'll be in four feet of water. And if the conditions allow, you can just sort of um, idle around and look and you cannot believe how many walleyes are swimming shallow. And it's old trick. I don't know if you've ever done this, but after dark, on your favorite lake, yeah. around opener, if you go shallow and start shining a flashlight around, you can see those eyes exactly. reflecting. It's very, very interesting to just sometimes look. Yeah, indeed. Indeed it is. Um, yeah. Darn, I had another opening day thought here, too. Um, losing it once in a while. But, yeah, as you mentioned, they're, they can be shallow. And especially... If you have, I like to fish the wind too. Yep. So if I have a wind beating ashore, I'll, I'll go to that shore versus a lot of people. Let's get out of the wind. Let's get out of the wind. That's, if you want to catch walleyes, that's the wrong thing to do. You really should be in the wind. And uh, sometimes I'll hold the boat out. And I'm talking about white caps coming into the shore. I'll hold the boat out there, maybe have my brother up front uh, casting shad wrap or something like that. Yep. And uh, bang, getting these, uh, getting these fish. So anyway, Minnesota is the state of walleyes, and um, uh, just can't beat that fish. What's your favorite bait of all time for walleyes? If you had to pick a bait, well, uh, fireball jig, uh, you know, um, because you can do so much with it. You can put um, artificials on it. You can put minnows on it you can put a night crawler on it um uh, so very flexible if if i had only one to use you know? mm -hmm. um because you know rapalas and other crankbaits are wonderful but they have limited use too if walleyes are deep you know so yeah i guess how about you well <laughs> it's funny right so in our family 
dad doesn't really care if we're fishing together. He doesn't care what I'm using Mm -hmm. as long as it's a little Joe and any color applies as long as it's got red and white on it. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Uh, I love jigs. I love trolling cranks. I love slip bobbering. Mm -hmm. Right. There are so many ways to catch walleyes. You know me. I love a woolly bugger on a five weight fly rod when conditions are right. Yeah. You know, it's something about the thump of a walleye. You're absolutely right. I, as you were saying, I, I love to fish bobber fishing too. I used to do more of it now than I do now, or more of it before than I do now, but it's a lot of fun to watch that bobber just slowly go down. Um, jigs, throwing crankbaits to shore, I like, but I have to admit, I'm one of the world's worst trollers. Um, don't do it very much. Um, and uh, consequently, I'm not sure what I'm doing half the time. Am I going too fast, too slow? What? What? Where's my lure? I'm not even sure unless it's getting a bunch of weeds. <laughs> and uh, the other is I rarely use spinners. And frankly, mm-hmm. spinners often can outfish anything. But... Um, and I keep telling myself, I'm going to use spinners this year, and then I never do. But um, fishing memories, you know, you got to quit fishing memories. <laughs> it's because you're a Minnesota guy, right? Yeah. If you are a Green Bay guy, God forbid, yeah, or an Erie, right? You have boxes and boxes of spinners and barbecue chicken and Fourth of July, all these custom colors, but that's how they fish. Yep. Same with the Wahi Reservoir. A lot of that's just yes spinners. But they don't know necessarily your techniques for right. your lake. Sometimes the walleyes don't like them either. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bill, we're uh, running out of time here. I certainly enjoyed our, our chit-chat. Any, uh, any last advice? Just send me pictures of your big catch this year and uh, crack a beer and enjoy opener with your family. Thank you. Same to you. And uh, if, if if I don't, if you don't get a big fish picture from me, it's because there was a, a problem with the camera. Okay. <laughs> no <laughs> uh, doubt. Bill Shirk, thank you again. And you've been listening uh, to the Minnesota Bound podcast. We want to also thank you for listening, but also thank our Minnesota propane uh, sponsors, Hewitt Docks, Connecticut, Star Bank, and Oreo Cookies and Ritz Crackers. And again, thank you to Bill Shirk. I am Ron Shera. Remember, introduce a kid to the great outdoors, and we'll be talking at you down the way. Mm-hmm.